Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome back to Everyday Einstein's Quick and Dirty Tips for Making Sense of Science. I'm your host, Lee Phelan, and today we're going to talk about the science of rocks and minerals. A few days ago, my bird-watching daughter started to develop a sudden interest in rocks and minerals. Now, I'm far from an expert in geology, so we had to set off together to see what we could learn. There are a ton of great resources that I'll link to in the show notes, but today I just want to share a few interesting highlights and surprising facts that we discovered about the hardest of sciences. But first, I want to thank NatureBox for sponsoring this week's podcast. You can order great-tasting, better-for-you snacks right to your door. Forget the vending machine and get in shape for summer with better-for-you treats like everything bagel sticks. You can get 50% off of your first order by going to naturebox.com QDT. The first thing we wondered is, what's the difference between a rock, a mineral, and a crystal? Well, it turns out that a rock is made up of two or more different kinds of mineral particles. So if you take a piece of granite, a rock, and look at it closely you'll see that it's made up of a bunch of tiny mineral particles, mostly quartz, mica, and feldspar, with a few other minerals mixed in. If you have a pure mineral, such as a big hunk of quartz, it will typically be in a crystal shape. That's because minerals are all made of the same kind of molecule, and molecules that are all the same have a tendency to line up in nice, organized patterns. Our chunk of quartz is made up of a bunch of silicon dioxide molecules lined up in what's called a trigonal crystal shape. So to summarize, rocks are made up of two or more different kinds of mineral particles, while crystals are formed by single minerals. Something we'd learned about before, but that was still pretty interesting, is the rock cycle. Most people have heard of the water cycle, but did you know there was a rock cycle? Rocks undergo a constant cycle of transformation, just like water, only it takes a lot longer. When hot magma or lava cool off, they form igneous rocks, such as granite and obsidian. Over time, Wind and water erode those igneous rocks, and those eroded particles travel downstream to the sea, where they're compressed into sedimentary rocks like sandstone and limestone. As those sedimentary rocks get pushed further and further underground by geological forces, the immense pressure and heat transforms them into metamorphic rocks, like slate and marble. Over time, these rocks eventually get pushed farther down, where they melt back into magma, and the cycle begins anew. Of course, the cycle isn't always that straightforward. Sometimes a metamorphic rock will get pushed to the surface of the earth and undergo erosion, bypassing the igneous phase completely. Or igneous rocks might get compacted down under the earth, turning into metamorphic rock, without ever becoming sedimentary first. Most people know that sand is made from eroded rocks. But now that you know that rocks are made of crystals, have you ever thought about the fact that every piece of sand on the beach is a miniature crystal? If you search the internet for something like sands of grain through a microscope, you can find some really beautiful photographs of these tiny, tiny crystals. Of course, what every budding geologist wants to do with their pretty rocks is figure out what kind they are. Unfortunately, this isn't always easy, especially with rocks that kids find. 
Professional geologist Hobart King has this to say on the subject. If you are highly skilled at rock identification, I'm willing to bet that there is a location near your home where your hand specimen identification skills can be put to a rigorous test. It's your local elementary school. There you will encounter a diversity of interesting rocks, many of which you'll be unable to identify. It doesn't matter how many petrology courses you've taken or how many outcrops you've studied, you'll probably be caught off guard by what students bring to school. He goes on to say that the reason for this is that unlike most geological samples, which usually seek to identify the most common rocks for a given region, kids are usually looking for the most interesting rocks possible. Once again, I want to thank NatureBox for sponsoring this week's episode. NatureBox sends great tasting snacks right to your door, and they're great for you too. There are snacks like barbecue ketty kernels, everything bagel sticks, South Pacific plantain chips, and over a hundred more. No high fructose corn syrup, no partially hydrogenated oils, no trans fat, no monkeys, no artificial sweeteners, no artificial colors. Nature Box is available in three sizes at three different price points. Your monthly box always ships free, with the exception of Hawaii and Alaska. Nature Box is offering 50% off your first box. Just go to naturebox.com QDT. Regardless of the difficulty level, all you need to identify minerals are a few basic supplies. First, I recommend you find a good field guide to rocks and minerals, preferably one with color pictures. From there, you'll find a list of basic supplies and tools you can use for identifying what you found, all of which you should have sitting around your house. So those are some of the highlights of what we learned this week in our geology studies. If you have more questions about geology, I highly recommend Andrew Alden's great resources on about.com. If you liked today's episode, you can become a fan of Everyday Einstein on Facebook or follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash QDT Einstein. If you have a question you'd like to see on a future episode, send me an email at everydayeinstein at quickanddirtytips.com. Till next time, I'm your host, Lee Phelan, with Everyday Einstein's Quick and Dirty Tips for Making Sense of Science. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. America.